Welcome to the Condor Climbing Cast, Episode 7. In this episode, I talked to Lisa Lola. Lisa's a meditation teacher, energy healer, and a definite advocate of nature. I really enjoyed talking to her and her openness, honesty, and just overall bright presence was just a treat. So, enjoy. Yeah, so what's what's yeah. the story of, of Lisa Lola? Yeah, Lisa Lola. Is this too far away? Is this okay? Okay. Yeah. Um so Lisa Lola was started from my own need to heal. Um, it's Lisa Lola Healing Arts. And I started it almost five years ago. And I was going through quite a long period of a lot of despair, a lot of sadness, just struggling, like deeply. I struggled a lot in my 20s. Like that was a really hard decade for me. Um, And like all sorts of things. Um, Do you want to speak to like the specific struggle or? Yeah, I can. I think... I speak to it to help other people see if they're going through something similar, they can come through it. Um, but I do want to just preface it by saying the things that I've like, the things that brought me into this, um, have been my biggest teachers. So they've also been my biggest blessings. And, um, it's not, you know, I don't need uh, people's pity. I've really done a lot of healing around them. So, the first big thing was my father died when I was 23 and it was just a really long and drawn out death process. And that was, that was the, up until then that'd been the worst thing that ever happened to me, the hardest thing in my life. Um, so that really threw me for a loop. Losing someone really close to you, it changes you and you grow up really fast, you know? Um, So all of a sudden I was just really like questioning what is life, you know, what is God, what happens when the physical goes into the spirit form. Um, I was raised Christian and a pretty religious home and it just, um, the Christian religion never really clicked for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't get it and I didn't get, you know, burying my father in the ground and then that was it I needed more so I started seeking um started with like spirituality books you know what was and the first one do you remember honestly the first guy I got into was Dr. Wayne Dyer okay yeah I haven't, I haven't read him yeah he's he's really good he's passed now as well what was the book um he has a couple different ones I think Wishes Fulfilled was one of the first books of his. There was another one, and the name is escaping me. But that had a big impact on me, and he also had, like, a lot of talks, you know, on YouTube that I would listen to. Um, And then another first person I got into was Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. That was a transformational, yeah, book. 
and Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And that was a hugely transformational. Louise Hay. Louise Hay. And she's passed now, too. Um, but she founded Hay House um, Publications, which found uh, Wayne Dyer, which published oh. Eckhart Tolle, which published oh, wow. all of so the big things. she was things. like the... She was the woman. I mean, basically any spiritual teacher out there, most of them are published through Hay House. And yeah. it's like an honor. Like, you've made it if you've made it into Hay House, you so know? So it's like this, like this needs to be heard kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. What was, like, the aha? Do you remember, like, the aha moment in, like that first book that was just like hmm. made it feel well dr wayne talked about and i'm mixing a little bit because i think i might be talking about some of his talks mm -hmm. but i i specifically remember this talk where he was um sharing these pictures he'd taken of his family and in all of these pictures and this was like leading up to his death there was tons of orbs mm. like all of these orbs and he got that they were um angels in the orbs that were like protecting them and speaking to him and so there like something clicked there where it's like oh so energy energy can't be destroyed right mm. it can only transform so that was a big click for me, yeah. a, big, a big signifying moment. I'm remembering another book now, actually. So I'm going back. You're taking me back. The book first, the first book, actually, that changed my life was um, Matthew, Can You Tell Me About Heaven? Or Matthew, Tell Me About Heaven. And what's interesting about that book is that, first of all, I have a brother named Matthew. Um, and I have a, he had, my brother had a twin who died very as a baby so there was interesting in that regard but essentially what had happened in this book was a woman's son died he was just like driving one day and it, it, it appears that he fell asleep at the wheel and he was probably I don't know 18 to 23 something like that and she also couldn't come to grips with the loss of him and was asking God what was this for? What was this for? Why did you take him from me? And uh, we call this random channel, my teacher and I. She randomly started channeling him, her son, like speaking to her. And she started to write it, him telling her, I died so you could see what this was like. So there would be a portal um, from the afterlife, if you want to call it that, into like physical form to help humans know you can speak with spirits, you can talk with your family, um, and I died so you could come to know who you are in your work, that you are a channel of God, that you can speak with Source. There is no separation. That was the that was the book. Wow. Yeah. So that was I was like, holy shit! I can talk to my father in the other realm. Like he's not gone from me. We can continue our relationship. Game changer. Yeah, and like healing to know that like like you said, energy just changes. Mm -hmm. So it's just a change, it's just a different relationship. Yeah, right. How did that transition into you practicing? Yeah, so it changed everything. I am a massively different person than I was you know, 10 years ago. Um, 
you know, there's still parts of me that are that will never change, you know, that are the same. But what changed was um, all of a sudden I had belief in God mm-hmm. and connection to God that wasn't that wasn't through a religion. And, and I'm not against any religions. Um, I believe that if that feels resonant, if a particular re- religion works for you and it feels resonant, that's great for um, your vehicle to God. I just, what I call religion is it's all, they're all different makes and models of a, of a car, mm-hmm. you know? So some people have a Honda and some people pervert, prefer a Chevy, you know? Like the vehicle for it's, the experience. Right, the vehicle. But to me, it's all pointing. They're all going to the same thing. They're all going to source creator, to God, um, to oneness. And so it gave me a connection to God in a way that I'd never experienced um it gave me like a access to communicate you know to knowing oh my gosh like this is real you know there's more to this human experience than just us than you know just like living these otherwise i mean small without god life is small mm-hmm. to me yeah i think it's yeah without connecting with or just like seeing how important it is to connect with people too. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what that's what that relationship also does for me is it just like shows me how much I want to connect with people. Yeah. It makes me feel smaller. Yeah. Right. Did it make you feel like more at home with yourself? Over of- time. Yeah, it was a long road. It was a long journey. I had a lot of shit to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was still semi-young, you know? You remember how old you were? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was 23. You know, and at that same time, too, um, uh, the way I coped with it was, um, like, I had an eating disorder that, like, really flared up. You could, you could see, looking back, I was always self-conscious of my body like a normal teenager there was some normality to it too you know and just like wanting to look a certain way and you know um feel good in my body all of that and and conscientious but i there was also there was fear there and the fear just went through the roof when he died because i lost control of of reality as i knew it you know it's and and it really it really became apparent how um I guess maybe how do I want to say that how large my need for control was became apparent and then also it got exasperated after my dad died like then I just went into hyper control like I developed pretty strong OCD. Mm. Um, I still, you, you've seen my space. I still have OCD. It's very curated. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You walk in here and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Everything has its space. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And it's a little neurotic, you know, yeah, but, makes... but when you're like at one with that and you like yeah. use it like to create like a very, like not specific, but just like meaningful, yeah. I feel like each thing does have its place. Right. And it supports me. You know, yeah. it supports me. It helps me to feel safe and, like, honed in so that I can, like, really be my best in my yeah. work. That's good. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so I became anorexic and my, it's kind of my dosha. I'm vata. Vata people are very airy, excess air in the head and the stomach. And so those types tend to want to feel really light. So my chosen was just to not eat. Can you explain a little bit more in the dosha? Yeah, so dosha is um, the Ayurvedic um, terms for like your constitution of your body. Mm. So some people, um, just the like the design of their body is more kapha. Those people tend to be uh, like heavier set people, mm. people who are more go with the flow, more relaxed. They're the earth water element energy. Um, vata people are uh, the air energy people and then pitta are the fire people so mm. you're typically two of them and it's very easy to have one in balance and my vata dosha is definitely in balance like i'm very much like kind of up in the sky and the clouds and just like <laughs> in, connor can see me making these motions right now just like floating like, around floating yeah just like yeah. very like yeah <laughs> doing going you know yeah. kind of listening yeah. yeah yeah caught in in thoughts caught in spirit world yeah i feel like you're kind of like a bird like just kind of flying yeah around. definitely yeah yeah so within that like when did you start did you learn that stuff for yourself first or mm -hmm. did you like yeah yeah what was that how did that come to be yeah the Ayurveda, I've just learned more in the last couple of years, three years. Um, but I was on a quest. I was very hungry to um, heal. And so that required a lot of learning. Um, I was blessed to have a cousin who was doing life coaching at the time. And my, uh, my aunt and uncle got me in with her. And that was like a whole new world. Like wow, someone that is willing to listen to me and um, support me and help me and yeah. um, just let me, like, cry, yeah. you know? Because my, you know, it's interesting what it does to a family, too. And it's not, my family's a love, they're loving people, but they're going through their own shit, you know? They're, they had their own way of dealing with it, and their way of dealing with it was different from, than my way. Um, I needed to talk about it. I needed support. I needed to understand. Yeah. And you, you like were seeking wisdom through it. Yeah. It like. Right. Exactly. So between that and then the books, and then I, I moved to a city that I got involved in a spiritual book club just by chance, meeting the right people. And then these were a group of people who were on the path of seeking consciousness, you know, and enlightenment and bettering themselves. And for the first time in my life, I felt like, oh, these are like my tribe. These are people who are like me, who want like similar things and who are willing to push the envelope and so that was that was a big game changer in the beginning as well probably that support. I, yeah that support and that relatableness and resonance you know to really feel 
gotten and seen by people. I'd never had that before. Yeah. By my peers. Yeah. Yeah. I might always have, I've always had a lot of great friends, but not in this way. It's like a, yeah, same. I've had great friends, but then there's like some friends that like, there's like an opening. Yeah. That happens. A lot of times it's just like so natural. It's like you just go deeper. Yeah. Yeah, there's soul recognition there. Yeah. Yeah. So that group kind of got you started. And then yeah. where? when did you like, when did you know that you wanted to become a teacher? Yeah, so spirit works in divine ways. You know, we just like, as much as we can get out of the way and trust... Um, it just so happened that um, one of my friends in that group from my old city, Des Moines, uh, I was looking at jobs in other places. And I got a job offer in Chicago, and I got one here. Um, and I used to be a producer for commercial advertising. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. That, I used to, I used to um, do radio commercials. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, we get the world, yeah, 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 that makes so, sense. This is, yeah, this, soul recognition. Yeah, this comes from that, yeah, yeah, definitely. And we never know, you know, what pieces of our lives are going to support us later on, you know, right? And that was right. like something that was so fun for me is just like scratching that itch and just like accepting it in a different way, yeah, right. And not, like, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. you know? Like, like, not making it wrong. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I I felt a resonance to Kansas City, so I took the job here instead of Chicago. Energetically, that just felt better. And my friend in Des Moines was like, oh, okay, so you're going to move to Kansas City? I've got a community of people for you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, his best friend um, is the owner of Cafe Gratitude. Gotcha. And so I moved down here, and, like, that was one of the first places I went. And it was just, yeah, instant friends, instant yeah. tribe. It was, And then more, like, more soul recognition, more, like, opening. All of a sudden, these people are talking about energy healing. And I'm like, what's that? Yeah. You know? What's energy <laughs> healing? I still don't know much about that, so I'd be interested to learn more. Yeah. Yeah, we can chat about that. I... I didn't know either. I first got involved by um, getting a session myself. Uh, there's one person in the community. His name's uh, Dr. Matt Turner, Be Love Healings. He's my beloved teacher and healer. And I met him. He worked at the cafe as well. And he started to um, say, well, why don't you just come experience a session? I'd said, you know, told him I'm healing from the loss of my father. And I'd also had a a really close friend of mine um, commit suicide two years after my dad died. So I was also just dealing with that. And, um, and it, you know, I walked into that session and it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. It, it's like, how do I even begin to describe it? What was like the feeling when you walked in? Sacred. Sacred? It was just sacred. And, so much of what I see today is we are robbed 
of the of the sacredness of life we're robbed of ritual like we just don't engage in these things that we used to that brought us so much um connection and um healing and love and like sacredness to the earth to the trees to you know just to the sky and he held it very well the way he structured it was he had me journal just write down everything that was up for me you know at that moment in my life and just already bawling you know just like uh, you know the session had already started and and then he had um like just like beautiful healing music on i went on a massage table he was dressed in white and i didn't even know what he like i didn't know logically what he was doing but i could feel it like all of a sudden like things were moving you know and it's not even it's not like he was massaging me yeah he would touch me here and there but it was just like i could feel the energy moving like through my chest and through my head and my pelvis and it's just like i hadn't felt that in years i i i didn't realize how locked mm. and stuck and like blocked i yeah. was and I mean, it felt like God came through the session. It, came, it felt like spirit came through the session. And so then at the end, he, um, he was in channel, you know, so he shared what spirit showed him in the session um, when he was working on me. And there was my, more mind-blowing, you know. And then afterwards that night, I met a girlfriend for dinner, and I was, she was like, you are different. And I'm like, yeah, I had this healing session today. And I am like blown. Like, I feel like I'm healed. Like, yeah. not fully. You know, there's always more healing to be done. We're humans. We live this dynamic life. We're constantly coming into new situations. And um, but people can, even if they're not aware of it, they can feel that. Yeah. They can feel that energy. Right. Yeah. And the thing about energy healing is you're not going to come in and have your whole life healed and be done. That's not the way life is. Yeah. Like, we don't just do something and then we're done and we're like, oh, okay, now I just get to party the rest of my life. <laughs> like, life is going to continue to give us opportunities to learn from so we can evolve and be more of ourselves, right? So energy healing is something where for, for me, I'm going to constantly be doing for myself and being service for others on their path just to help them keep moving through the energy of life. Because energy healing essentially is moving energy. Mm. That's what it is. Because when energy gets stuck, it creates um, illness in the mind where you know we have limiting beliefs or uh, negative toxic thinking or it literally creates um, blocks in the body if we're not allowing emotion to process and release. Like with heartbreak. Yeah, and those blocks in the body are what cr create disease or dis-ease and illness. And so in a session, first and foremost, it's, it's up to spirit. You know, I, you know, I pray for every person that comes in the store and I ask, you know, to be a vessel for God, that healing come through, and the sessions for the highest and the best for that se that person and me. You know, because I receive healing every time I give a healing. Yeah. So it's a co-created experience, and what I'm doing is I'm working 
in your energy field, you know, we have these physical bodies, but then we're emanating energy out of these physical bodies. And, you know, about six to eight inches out of our physical body is our energy body, right? And our energy body holds our physical self, our emotional self, our spiritual self, our mental self. It holds all of us. So when you work in this energy body, um, you can work through all of it. You can access the physical disease, um, the emotional heartbreak, you know, the, the spiritual deafness, you know, whatever it is. And I'm basically just God working through me and out my hands and activating your healing energy in your body, you know, cause we all have the ability to heal ourselves and that's what's, that's actually what's going to heal us. So I'm just essentially accessing and activating your own energy body to heal itself and then just to like move, mm. you know? So I'm helping like guide things out. You're just like turn it on. Turn it on, yeah. yeah. Help like greasing the machine mm. so it can get the energy moving. And so um, 99.9% of the time, people walk out of here feeling really good. And that's not from a vain place, it's from a they said yes to themselves and we got their energy moved just even a little bit to where they feel relieved. They're like, okay, all right, this has shifted even just a little bit now. So now I have a different perspective. You know, now I can come at this situation differently. Okay, now I'm back in my heart so I can use compassion instead of fear. Yeah. You know? That's an important one is like navigating through love. Yep. Because that's a hard, that's a hard one to do. Yeah. And that's a big part of the session. You know, really it comes down to getting people grounded because most of us are, we live these modern lives. We're super ungrounded. You know, we're on our phones and a lot of people have desk jobs and in our cars and all of these things just activate our central nervous system, move us from the parasympathetic rest and digest to the sympathetic fight or flight. And we're just like, you know, going all day. And our bodies are in a state of stress. They're like literally, they're literally in like prey mode. Right. Like trying to survive. Right. And in that survival state is where we catch, catch a cold. Yeah. Our immune systems are down because when we're in the stressful state, literally our organs start to shut down and only the only things that are processing are the things that we need to run from a tiger, yeah. even though we're not running from a tiger, but our ego doesn't know that, right? No. The ego doesn't know the difference between a saber toothed tiger in a room and like your boss that's upset with you, Yes, you know, I've, I've seen that <laughs> so much with climbing and that. I always tell people like don't turn it into a dragon yeah like with climbs right it's like it's really easy to do that right like you're totally. turning to this thing into something that your body thinks is going to try to eat you right <laughs> right and so it takes like self-training right talking to ourselves getting a good narrative going with ourselves all the time if possible mm-hmm. um but in a session, really, first and foremost, getting people grounded, getting them settled and at home in their bodies. How do you usually do that? What's the grounding process look like? Um, so I use a lot of things. Um, activating all of our senses because a lot of the times we're, we're not using the majority of our senses, right? Mm-hmm. So 
the beginning of a session often looks like um, I sage, I smudge people to clear their energy, right? So there's a smell happening mm. with the sage. Um, I use crystals, so I'll put stones on people because they ground. Um, they're from the earth, so they hold that uh, earth's frequency. Um, I use a singing bowl that I ring at the beginning to like, first of all, to set this is the beginning of the session, but also to that bowl brings them into the present moment that helps mm. to ground people. Um, and then I start to work in their energy body because people can, whether they're conscious of it or not, they can feel it. So some people are very sensitive where they can feel me working in their energy field without actually physically touching them. Other people say they can't, but they actually can. They're like, they may say, they do they still like react a little bit even if they say they can't? Right, and I th so much of us are out of tune with our bodies that we're not we're, we don't even know what's happening i like that you say tune because that's an important thing with the sound and the frequency yeah right so i i have clients that are reoccurring that i've watched them progress over years or even just a year or six months where they're like oh my gosh i'm feeling you in my energy field now I, I couldn't feel you before until unless you were touching my body. So the sessions as well, they heighten people's senses um, and they get them yeah more in touch with what's going on in this physical form. Because mm. most of us live in our heads. Yeah. And, and that's just the way our culture in this world is designed. Um, you kind of have to be in some sense. We put a lot of emphasis on the mind. Yeah. So that and then touch. A big one I do is um, the lower half of people's bodies. Um, I'm also a Reiki healer. And like the hip to the knee joint, um, those access points, and then even just like the knee, like holding the knee, it's amazing when you put one hand underneath the knee and the other hand on top. It's crazy how grounding that is for people. I, I feel people's energy just drop just shoop, like they come in mm. and then the knee to the ankle um and i'll do that on both sides and then i'll hold their ankles and i'll pull like pull their body down and the entire time i'm, I'm speaking with spirit like okay spirit drop their body drop their energy and i'll be talking to them like in like to their spirit okay imagine roots growing out of your feet. And some people I do quietly just to myself. Sometimes I'll say out loud if people are struggling, having mm. a hard time grounding. Like imagine like roots growing out of your feet, digging into the earth. Cause some people are more like visual, you mm. know? Um, so that's, that's the beginning of um, a session where I get people grounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between Reiki? Is that more touch? focused so reiki means um healing energy from god and it's basically just another method of energy healing that has been created um there's numerous there's as many energy healing um vibrations as there are people in this world because the fact of the matter is we all have our own unique signature mm -hmm. of energy that's healing because you have all of your experiences, you know, in the life of Connor, as well as your soul that's come through many lifetimes of all sorts of different struggle and strife and 
um, reward and pleasure that you're bringing into this very moment right now where you're working on someone, right? Mm -hmm. And I have my own, and we all have the about ability to connect with God, source, energy, and ask source to bring healing energy through our body, out our hands, and into another person. So there's that, there's just energy healing as it is. And then Reiki is a specific type. It's also, um, it's called like, it's, it means laying of hands, like laying of hands. So there's different types of Reiki. I was trained in both where um, you have a specific um, way you do it, where you start at the top of the head and you work your way down to the feet. And then you, might flip the person over and do their back. Um, it always just depends in the session for me with people, uh, how much they need right on their front. We don't always make it to their back, but that's, that's okay. Um, and it's a combination of hands on and hands above, but it's more holding, like holding the energy. Like, so like holding your hands at the crown, holding your hands at the, the third eye, holding your hand at the third eye and the throat. Um, so that's one kind. My energy healing that I do, I can do straight Reiki sessions and I'm still proud to, love to. Mine have become more of a hybrid, just like the work that I just feel more most called to do is I do a hybrid of what I've learned in Reiki, um, the curriculum of energy healing that I've done with my teacher, Dr. Matt, um, and then my own channeled chakra balancing that source showed me how to do so that's like teaching from source from source yeah when did that happen that actually happened um towards the beginning so over over the course of time you know i was seeing matt i was doing my own energy healing i was really trying to get myself in a better place right and then um as i started to get more connected to source uh, I was super unhappy as a producer. Uh, the job for me was just not sustainable. I could not take care of myself. I mean, you just have like 16 hour shoot days and it's very high stress and high pressure and um, it's a very masculine dominant environment and um, I just had to get myself out. And so I started asking Source every day for three months, I don't know, this is this is just what happened, and there's also three is the trinity, and the it's a very powerful number. Um, what I was brought here to do. What is my purpose? What is my dharma? Which dharma is the yogic term for path, right? I love that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And every day I heard uh, spirit tell me, um, energy healer, energy healer. And I was like, what? Right. I was like, well, how? No, I, I can't do that. What do, you, what do you mean? I can't. I didn't go to school for that. You know, just all of the ways like our, our Western minds especially are like, I don't have the credentials and I didn't. Blah. We're trying to talk ourselves out of our purpose. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, if that's your purpose, you'll find a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and it don't matter what your credentials are, you know, yeah. unless you're doing brain surgeon. You know, right. I, I'd like yeah. that to have credentials, but yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> well, who's operating on me today? Well, it's, it's uh, Charles and he's read three books on yeah. it and he feels pretty good about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not downplaying 
there's a, a place for that, right? Definitely. But, um, so, you know, over the course of those months, I fought with myself. I fought with source, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't believe I could do that. Um, I don't even know what that would look like. Um, I'm not, I'm not worthy of that. You know, we just have so many reasons and justifications and, um, and you know, I'm here to tell you none of them are true. (laughs) Like absolutely none of them are true. And it was, yeah, it was like at the three month mark, I realized, okay, I keep hearing the same thing. Okay. Okay. Source. If this is what I was brought here to do, then uh, give me an opportunity to say yes to. Mm. Like, you know, put put your money where your mouth is type yeah. thing. Yeah. And the very next day, I kid you not, I was on the phone with um, Dr. Matt, my teacher, and we were just we were just gabbing because we became friends. And I was talking about you know healing and the process and how good it was for me and um and all of a sudden he just mentioned that his uh his curriculum was starting up next week and i was like wait wait what curricula who yeah your curricula what <laughs> you a curriculum and he's like yeah girl he's like real sassy yeah. <laughs> i love him he's like yeah girl i got an energy healing like course it's starting up next week and i was like no way yeah. you know like no way are you are you kidding he's like yeah you interested i'm like shit you know yeah yeah i'm interested yeah and he's like you want to take it and i'm like yeah i think i'm supposed to be there i'm like send me the info Mm -hmm. so like literally started the next week or the week after that it was like within two weeks and um and it all it just like it went off like fire from then on because it you know when you get serious about the universe the universe gets serious for you, about you and it's like all the doors started opening shit got really easy it, it did it just was like oh you want to hear you okay you've said yes to your path you've you've said yes to what we've been brought you here you know you here for here you go here you go here you go here's the next thing here's the next thing and it and then i just i just rode the wave mm-hmm. just like rode the m- momentum um it was very interesting. I, in a way that I've never done at any other time in my life, I just, I really got out of the way and I just trusted. And I just trusted like a badass. I look back, I, I just shared this story last week with some people. I'm like, there's no other better way to describe that the energy that came through me than it was spirit. Because my human self was not in the driver's seat at that time. You were kind of just, I mean, I feel like that's what it feels like, though, when you get connected with kind of that path. Mm-hmm. It's like doors do just open and people see you because you, like, you, you reveal yourself. Right. Yeah, and when you, when you connect with the source within, it's just like all of the kind of worldly issues or problems that you know you were having they like dissipate because source is like oh you got it let's put your energy to this now Mm -hmm. um so i went through his whole course um at that time it was uh three classes or three three courses three different courses and um 
as a part of the practice, we were start to, we were supposed to start working on people. So I was like, okay, I've got this whole community of friends and people who are down to let me practice on them and receive healing. And, and I just started getting really awesome feedback from the giddy up, you mm. know? And then it was like, okay, cool. I could like ask for a love donation. People also re- were becoming repeat. They come back, they give me, just give me a love donation, whatever, you know, you want. And then that shifted. Um, well, I should also say, yeah, also with the, how the universe lines up and says yes for you at my production company. Um, my boss who was very anti energy healing, anti law of attraction, just anti like everything I was creating and doing. He was, uh, he was going through a hard time in his life and asked, asked me to be his life coach for a month. He's like, I'll pay you extra to be my life coach for a month. So his belief in me was also a key player, like finding or even just asking source to, if you're starting something out, bring, bring someone, um, that believes in me that will help me get going. It's such a big part of it. Um, because it helps reflect who we really are. Mm. And so this person who would have like been the least likely to employ my services in the world <laughs> asked me to do it for him. Mm-hmm. And they had a space next door where he let me set up my table and do sessions. And I didn't have to pay him anything. Like what? He's just like, here. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. He's like, do your thing. And then we, and we, it was a, it was a super smooth transition out too, because it was like that summer he was talking to me. He's like, what's your plan? And I'm like, it's hard for me to say this, but spirit's telling me I'm supposed to start this business, my healing arts business full time this fall. He's like, he's like, yeah, I know. It's like, you need to go do what you were brought here to do. It's like, I fully support that. So it was just easy, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then that's what happened. And I just trusted and I followed. And in the meantime, it's like I just saved up a little, you know, a little bit of money. Um, and I'd already kind of had some clientele developed. I continued to um, do some love donations, but then I built to like I offered my my rate pretty low in the beginning. And because I just really got, I just I just want to practice and work on people, and I want to I want to give this to people, mm-hmm. and this is something. And you know, my my biggest desire inside of all of this is, I want I want people to have access to healing. I want people to be able to heal themselves, just like I was able to with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, this this came from a very um, selfful. You needed need. It. I needed it. Yeah. And and that's what I see across the world is like we are all we are all in need of healing and a lot of people are in need of dire healing cuz life can be very tragic. You know, we're not equipped with the tools or the education or the support systems even if you did have the most amazing parents like it can get gnarly, you know? And you know, then you 
you're with parents who they didn't they're not they never experienced what you're experiencing as a child you know they lived in a different era mm-hmm. so and that's being a good parent is like letting your kids struggle too which right. be really hard right yeah so yeah from there lisa lola healing arts was born um i can tend to get really analytical and <laughs> caught up on stuff so i just was like okay spirit like i get that i just have to make this as easy as possible for me so i went into a neurological biofeedback session my friend has a business um, which is basically brain training and i went into that saying all right spirit tell me the name of the business because i could have ruminated over that for (laughs) a year yeah i have other friends who were starting their businesses and what should i call it i'm like keep it simple like when it comes, like, let it come, trust it, try not to overthink it. I know it's a big deal, but ask Spirit what it's supposed to be. Spirit told me Lisa Lola in the session, and I was like, what's that? I looked up the numerology on it, which is basically every letter has a numerical um, value, mm-hmm. and then that numerical value adds up into um, spiritual information that people have coined. And the numerical the the numerology on it was like spiritual healer psychic master i was like okay that works that works yeah got it (laughs) all right done moving on yeah just like keeping the energy moving keeping the momentum going that's a big thing is the momentum yeah because i i can find myself getting caught up in like you know like there's a lot of relationships that go into business and sometimes it's easy to like sit and ruminate instead of just like talking to people and being like this is what I want to do yep how do you feel about that yep yeah that honesty is like I people that's what they want too like people just want you to be honest yeah because it's easier yeah for everybody um, yeah I think that's why I've been called to like climbing and coaching because it's like they experience themselves mm-hmm. like as the creator through climbing mm-hmm. and then they're more truthful. Yeah. Yeah, and they get to know these like really vulnerable parts of themselves. Oh, yeah. Like you're embraced in it. Yeah. You're on like the side of a cliff, a mountain, and the climbing wall. Yeah. And it's like, well, I would still have to climb down. Yeah. You know, which is scary. <laughs> or have to climb up. Or yeah. staying right here is also scary. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're really, you're vulnerable, you know? And I, yeah, that's, that's the big part is just that you're vulnerable. Yeah. And then people can open up. Yeah. And it's like really healing. Yeah, and it's like accessing those like super tender parts of ourselves um modern day living doesn't make space for that you know or we don't make space for that and so activities like climbing um also that's a big part of my energy healing sessions is like i really invite people into those places within themselves that don't get time that don't get spoken um that they don't get to see or know because those are the parts that create blocks. You know, those are the parts that trip us up. Um, 
sort of the hiding. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about healing is we want to feel the emotion, right? Like really embrace the fear. Like if we can make fear our friend, like we got it. We got this life thing down. And so giving people the space and time to practice being in the feeling of a fear and just letting yourself like, okay, I got it sensationally. This is what this feels like. I feel tight. I feel cold. I feel clammy. There's also hot energy though, running through, you know, getting people like really specific, like running through my chest. Um, I'm starting to get like pulsation in my temples, like really down to that some like somatic level of what fear feels like in the body or, or how sadness feels in the heart <sighs> helps them get to know themselves. And then it also makes those feelings not so scary. And then I think where people get caught up is they say, well, I don't want to feel those things because they think they're going to get caught there or they think, oh, well, I don't want to feel those things because um, you're going to make me stay there. And it's like, no, 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 no. We feel it so it can release. This way we deny what we're feeling, you're still feeling it. Yeah. Like you're, you're wasting a lot of energy pushing your arm up against this wall of fear. You know what's keeping that fear in place? The pushing. Yeah. The pushing, the resistance. So let's soften. Softening is a big part of <clears throat> my sessions. Can you soften the body and the energy field just a little to allow the fear to come in a little bit more so it can actually move? Because right now you're just holding the fear in place. And so it's operating in the background and it's impacting your decision making. Yeah, you're living in it. Yeah. The, a big thing that I've been talking about a lot is that um, bravery and fear exist at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. And I think that's been a helpful one for people to know is, like, not to make the fear wrong, but to right. know that, like, bravery is, or courage is, like, the choosing of the experience. The bravery is continuously choosing the experience. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, like, Bravery is just me choosing to continue, even though I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I'm dropping into that. That feels, it's almost this way where they, um, they co-create each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. It's the circle. Uh-huh. It's like, bring, it's like if you're present with it, it's like a powerful thing to harness. Uh-huh. Right. Because it's like, there's a lot of strength that comes from that if you can, like, utilize it. Right. It's like the, teach, like, the warrior's breath. Like, the ability to let out whatever you need to and, like, yell if you need to. And, like, the strength, it, like, it, like, washes the fear. It washes the pain. It just, like, brings you to it and, like, it... <laughs> I've seen people do like pretty magical stuff mm -hmm. when they like let that go and like yell, uh -huh. which is pretty interesting. And I feel like just yelling almost has to be unlocked. Yeah. People are very resistant to making noise. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that's, that's something I encourage in sessions too, is like trying to get people to like moan 
you mm. know, and like, ugh, and like grunt. Yeah. Um, I'm involved in some women's circles, and uh, one is is we go uh, to Wild Woman, and it's where we spend like three days in the forest, you know, yeah. without electricity and running water. I love that. Yeah, and <laughs> we are encouraged to moan and grunt and sigh and and make noise and a a big part of it is like sighing like for women like to just just like release energy together yeah you know and it's just we don't realize how much we're holding you know how much we're holding that's not even ours that's a big one too is like and my work is like is this mine yeah is this mine so I'm working with a lot of people, you know, daily, weekly, and it's just like, I'm very absorbent, you know, very empathic, highly sensitive person. It's just the de- design of my energy. And that's a, it's a, been a big learning lesson for me because there isn't no training manual and like, if I'm carrying someone else's energy or not and how to release it. That can be pretty heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. I've been going through my bout of physical, like the physical impact as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's like the the danger in carrying it is like losing sight of like why I love it. Right. Very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you f- you feel like it it turns into a burden because mm-hmm. you're trying to carry everybody else's. Right. Yeah, and then it, it becomes this. I've noticed some resentment that's that builds. Yeah. Yeah. For me, resentment's like a great teacher because it tells me that like a change needs to be made. Yeah, something's out of alignment. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, uh, this is a toxic energy. Yeah. This isn't good. And that's what like, that's something I I learned like in the past year was like not to make resentment wrong, mm-hmm. but just to like listen to it. Right. It's like, where is that coming from? That's it, weird. I don't like that. Right. Yeah. It's a teacher. For sure. Yeah. Louise Hay talks about um, every pain in the body is a teacher trying to tell you something. You know, we're so accustomed to just throwing in a pill, you know? Okay, swallow this pill and I don't want to feel this pain. And, and I understand, like, you got to do what you got to do sometimes and you know, you can use your discernment about when to take the pill and maybe when to lean into the pain a little bit. Yeah. But even before we take the pill, you know, could we even just drop in for a moment and ask ourselves, what is this pain trying to teach me? Because am I interested in stopping the pain short term or am I interested in stopping the pain long term? You know, because it's pain now or pain later. Pain now or pain later, you know? And if I keep on just like ignoring myself because the pain is saying pay attention to me right listen to me i'm trying to show you something yeah yeah and listening to that and not making it wrong yeah that was a big one it's like not making myself feel wrong for like feeling that feeling yeah it's it's like oh no but where is this coming from like what what do i need to do about this yeah because usually it's like resentment to me is like a clear like like you're not quite on the path it's like go back a little bit yeah it's like kind of go inward for a sec what's going on yeah and that's been yeah that was a helpful shift for me 
Yeah, and I also, I also touched into some re- resentment this year. Like I really got in contact with it, and it was like, oh wow, this feels this feels nasty. And I really got clear with how toxic that energy is, how toxic resentment is. And I don't say this as a like means for people to like try to avoid it. I say it as a like get with it. Like wake up when you feel it and be like, oh, nope, I'm not allowing this to be here. We're going to talk to help this move. What do you need? What are you trying to show me? You need more sleep? It can be some, it can be real simple sometimes. Mm -hmm. You need a day off. Yeah. You need time with your friends to just laugh. You need some play time. Some play time. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, but I, I've been encouraging people to really listen for when resentment pops up because resentment is very, um, it's a disease maker. A lot of disease stems from resentment. And as someone who's been going through a lot of health challenges, if we don't got our health, whoo, everything starts to unwind. Tension is the big one that comes to mind. You're good. <laughs> a little wobble. Little. Uh, tension is the big thing that comes to mind with resentment. I, with resentment, I feel tension in my body and I feel tightness. And that tightness creeps its way up. Mm, yeah. It's like where the where the resentment starts. If I don't absolve it or go into it, yeah. it just it's kind of like a feels like a spider like wrapping right. you up. Yeah, it creates a network. Where do you tend to feel resentment in your body? Back on my neck. Uh huh. My shoulders. Me too, there, and it comes into my chest. I can get real hot. I can get real hot, like, right in the center of my chest. Yeah, for me, it's like a... It's kind of like a... It usually starts kind of in the top of my shoulders, through the back of the neck, and I can kind of... I can kind of feel it push its way up, like, kind of, like, under my ears. Yeah. And it works its way, like, into the head. Uh Uh-huh. It's almost just like... It's like creeping up until it's just like okay like yeah now you- <laughs> you're like wearing a helmet yeah, <laughs> yeah i know yeah yeah wearing like a resentment helmet yeah <laughs> it's like dude you're like you're safe like take your helmet yeah, off yeah take your helmet what off what are you doing you're on the couch inside yeah. Yeah. yeah i know i know and sometimes i'm like like I can tune into people's energies, bo- energy bodies and see their energy and it's so abstract, right? And I try to describe, but I'll see things like that, like these networks or these like cobwebs or these spider like structures, like, oh my God, you've got all this like white web, like all over your chest and like holding you back and it's going up into your throat and like creating this like blob in your throat and Ugh. Yeah. You know, and I just want to like pull it off of them and and then often they're like they like they know and they're like I know, get it off or like all of a sudden they come into knowing. Like sometimes we're not even aware and then someone says something and it's just like and it just like hits us and it's like mm-hmm. you know and it clicks into our system and they're like holy shit, you're right. Like it's the awareness. Yeah. It's like you were able to just 
name and put words to what I've been feeling. And a lot of people haven't had exposure with that, but once they have exposure of it, it's like, oh, I I can do this myself, you know? Yeah. I see a lot of similarities with the work you're doing and like, that's really what it feels like you're doing is you're guiding people's awareness. Mm -hmm. You're just like making them more aware of like every part of themselves, not just the cerebral part. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, yeah, it's very similar for me. It's like, if I'm trying to teach, I'm like, it doesn't work. But if I'm just like with them and like, just like pointing stuff out. Like, yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. You know, like more of a curious, like playful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I lead, I lead workshops as well. I love, I love doing workshops and they're often like that. Uh, I name them as more of like a shamanic way where it's, it's not just like teacher student. It's some moments I'm the teacher, you're the student. Some moments you're the teacher, I'm the student. Yeah. But it's more, um, there's not like a hierarchy. It's like more of just a connection. A connection. And I like to more sit in a circle. And I really like to invite people to, ex- to share their experience about what I'm talking about, you know, or I'll like put something out there. We'll be talking about energy healing or we're talking about the chakras and tell me how, you know, where this has come up for you and your root chakra, you know? So, so the root chakra, just as a basic example, is all about survival. It's about um, your health, you know, your physical well-being, um, finances, your home, you know, you just have food, shelter, water, you have some relationships, you know, you can stand on in your life and I invite people to well tell me about that with you you know are do you feel like you're just surviving are you do you feel like there's an area you know um in your life within the root chakra that isn't working like do you hate your job Mm -hmm. if your job's not going well you're in um, a survival tactic in a way you know and so I want people to share what they've got to access their own wisdom and it also adds to the group, oh, you yeah. know? It's shared. And- it's shared, and so many people have the same experience, yeah. you know, or similar experience. And it makes people not feel wrong about it. Right. That's what I've found is, like, especially when people are afraid, just, like, letting them know, like, experiences that I've had that I've felt what they're feeling. Yep. And then it's like, oh, it's not wrong. It's just yeah. what happens. Right. And that's a part with, I'll share some of my experiences or hard times in life in my workshops just to first to open that vulnerability bubble, you know, to like, yeah, get a little bit, yeah, to get people like (laughs) kind of activated. Right. Yeah. Um, and then to, to share, to show that this is a safe space to share those, you know, kind of deeper parts of themselves. Um, also to show that I don't have it all figured out. You know, that gives them permission to not have it all figured out. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think that's what it does when you, like, open with that connection or, like, share. Yeah. You know, your hardship or, like, where you came from in that same space. Right. It's like people can show up within that because it's like, they can meet you there. I mean, my teachers, the... 
the most I've learned from them, like the biggest takeaways I've had from my teachers is when they have vulnerably shared their struggles and their process of how they're working through their shit, I'm like, it gives me direct experience how to work through my shit and like, wow, they're, they're still trying to get this sorted out for themselves as well. So it makes them more relatable. I feel like I can trust them more. They're not on some like hierarchy plane, you know, like up there. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And so that's what I really like to do with people that I work with, you know, that come to my workshops. It's like, hey, we're in this together. You know, we need more of that unification. For sure. Yeah. I've been I've been super called to nature, like Uh transitioning teaching my teachings to Uh nature because for me, it's like it allows me to settle in because like mother's got me. Yep. You know, yep. it's just like the sounds, the smells. It's just like with your work, it's like nature allows me to settle in because it's like I can experience myself fully, like through nature. Yeah. And then within that, like I can meet them wherever yeah. they are. It's definitely harder for me to do that um, inside, in like a yeah. gym setting. Yeah. And that just the the energies so many like imagine like doing a healing session with somebody but there's like like in an office like in, yeah. the, in the middle of an office and like right. people are walking around you yeah it's right different it's different yeah i'm a big proponent of nature i'm like a big get outside type everyday person oh, yeah. i need to be outside you have like you have to <laughs> i have to yeah like same. it is seriously a part of what makes me healthy yeah you know and just be, like sitting there yeah and like survive i spend as much time out on this porch as oh, possible this porch is awesome yeah i know i know i would do i know as much as i can like be out here these guys we got to get outside and walk every day we're more in town you know my little my little dogs but as much as we can try to get out to we went to um weston bend state park on sunday for father's beautiful day park. beautiful Oh, just that forest bathing, you yeah. know? Just, the, yeah, that's what I felt called to, like, you know, just, like, take people on hikes. Yeah. Just, like, anything that gets right. them connected. Yeah. That I love. Right. It's, like, because then I can share, like, experiences. Like, I've walked through, like, I just feel at home with myself. Yeah. When I, like, walk into nature. Yeah. And, like, struggle a bit. Yeah, me yeah, me too. Same. It's just like okay, Pacha Mama, she's holding me. Yeah, everything's good. It feels like both me and the other person like drop, like the ego drops more. We oh, feel yeah. more safe, more taken care of. I'm a sun worshiper. The sun just like, oh yeah, the sun just bathes my skin yeah. in golden goodness. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes me feel just so warm. Uh, apparently through lucas i'm a sun sign leo uh-huh so the sun's pretty important you're a sun leo yeah okay so i'm a sun virgo with a leo moon yeah so we've got yeah Some i get more. the leoness yeah yeah and then i've got a lot of leos in my life right yeah my mom's a leo my brother's a leo mother-in-law's a leo yeah, yeah. it's like we need the sun yeah it's a part of us sun god Ra. i had a mayan shaman I had a reading with him a couple years ago in Guatemala. I lead a women's uh, yoga and healing retreat um, annually. (sighs) Beautiful place on Lake Atitlan. It's 
Via Samaya is in this lush jungly forest surrounded by literally 29 volcanoes. It's this huge lake. Talk about being grounded. Talk about being grounded. I mean, that place is on a next level. It's like an energy vortex. Yeah. And the Mayan, the native Mayan people there are just, they, they live and serve from their hearts. They're not like us Westerners, like up in their heads and methodical. I mean, you can just feel the love and a smile. And they're very gracious, polite, kind people. And I, I just feel so loved there um, by the people and by the earth. And um, she, uh, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Just the, like the settling in of nature and how it drops the ego. Yeah, there was something specific. Well, huh. You were, you were kind of going into like how, how you lead retreats and why you lead retreats too. Yeah, there, it's so healing to one, be in such, um, you're submerged in nature. Yeah, I'm remembering. You're submerged in nature, right? Um, and the earth gives off a healing frequency. Like we need water, we need food, we need shelter, um, we need the sun, and we need the earth. Like we need the frequency of the earth um, for healing and for um, peace and restoration. And this place has all that plus like hitting the pause button on your life, you know, and submerging yourself like in a whole nother place um, that you're secluded. You can only get there by boat um, or by foot through like through the volcanoes, like mountains, like you have to walk, you know, there. Um, and giving yourself that time, like disconnected from your phone. And uh, this is a women's treat, retreat. You can, men can go there other times of the year as well. Um, it's just so transformative, you know? And we start every day with yoga, you know, with sunrise and with meditation. It's three delicious, like, organic meals a day and we have a healing module in the afternoon and and it really just gives people a time to like really come home mm -hmm. and to discover more of who you know who they are it's, it's been beautiful to watch these women yeah. transform you know and me too like Through I've trans I've transformed each time I've gone yeah when did that when did the yoga retreat because like that's a whole nother yeah. like yoga. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So I do not lead the yoga portion. My dear sister, uh, Lauren LaDuke, who yeah. owns Karma Tribe Yoga. Right. She um, leads the yoga part of the retreat and I lead the um, healing modules, the energy healing in the afternoon. Um, we do it on the elements. So we really submerge um, uh, are learning into the elements of, you know, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And it started because I lead meditation. I lead guided meditation at Karma Tribe. I have for the last couple of years. Um, used to be bi-weekly. Now I'm down to weekly just because I'm growing. And um, it's Wednesday night, 7.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's always a channeled guided meditation. Um, I am going to be starting a uh, 
chakra healing meditation series here in August. It's going to be a seven-week course, so sometimes I'll do courses, and I think I'm going to start to do more courses mm -hmm. because what Spirit's telling me is... What I keep hearing is that people are hungry um, for like the realm of spirit and to be connected to source and like a commitment to, to healing and like understanding more about energy and um, in a connected environment. And so I want to give people an option like, okay, this is a seven week course, like commit to it. Cause I was much more kind of like laxadaisal. I don't want to say laxadaisal, but just like open and free, just free spirited about it. Like come when you want, like, but I'm getting more honed into people being committed to a meditation practice like how important that is. Like it's just as, as important as physical asana, you know? And so encouraging people to give themselves that time and space to like drop into a meditation. And, and in this, this course, it'll be to learn about their energy body. It'll be an hour for this course. So we'll learn about a chakra and then we're gonna do like a chakra meditation on just that specific one, you know, that evening and then we'll go to the next chakra the next week and so that kind of build yeah and so that's a part so that's how lauren and i got connected was i came to her when i started my business and i was like hey spirit told me i was supposed to be leading meditation at your studio you know are you up for it and she's awesome she's totally like up to try things on and and so she let me and it's just it's been going well yeah and then i said hey i've got I created a chakra um, class, and I was like, I'd love to present this at your studio. Are you up for it? Yeah, she attended it. She was like, loved it. She's like, yeah, let's do more of this. So then her and I started to do some workshops together, and then we were both on board to, let's, let's create an international retreat together. Let's have a retreat for women to go away and be together and be with the land and, yeah. you know, and give them time to like process and heal and life is so full and dynamic you know the world is big yeah it's imp it's imperative to me it's imperative to take time for yourself you know to like be with yourself it's a it's really important for me you know yeah and just who i am for sure so i want to offer that for other people yeah and like you spoke about it, but this just came up with, like, the wisdom aspect of it. It's like if somebody is, like, really at home with themselves, they feel comfortable sharing their experience. And, like, to me, wisdom is, like, knowledge experienced. So you gain mm -hmm. access to that. Yeah. What? I've been, like, kind of looking into values a lot lately. Um, my two are connection and wisdom. What do you think yours would be just like yeah first things that come up two of my values yeah i'm gonna do three okay cool connection as well uh, authenticity mm. and freedom freedom i really want people to get free you know, it's like when we are free, we are so much back in the creator seat of our life. Yeah. We're just like not free to like be ourselves and even the most minuscule ways, it just takes up our energy. 
Yeah. You know, and we just start to lose our power. And there's so many, there's so many little things that like compound right. to like chain you up. Right. I mean, for instance, my OCD, like it's not at the level of like I have to like shut off the light five times before I leave the room. It's not like <laughs> it's not that. And God bless the people who it is like that for, because yeah. goodness gracious. But um that takes energy like I notice how much my mind gets consumed with just like the OCD I have about my environment you know like things being in a particular place like the remote being in a particular place you know Um, putting things away you know constantly like putting things away picking up after my part like my brain has a hard time just like leaving things out and letting things set and it takes a lot of energy, you know, and, and I pray and I've been working on a lot in the last probably 10 months. There's been a lot coming through about like, like resting and letting, like letting things go and trying to let like flow and go with the flow and mm-hmm. not, not being quite so gripped on to having my environment be a particular way you know and because it just it just takes energy and it It just takes my freedom yeah it really does i think that's like i have this i have a van that i'm like slowly building out Mm -hmm. so when i take people on adventures like i have like a a home yeah from home yeah and i do appreciate like having space for things because then it's like i don't waste energy trying to find them Mm -hmm. so i feel like that could be a big part of it too is it's like You know how much energy it can take if things don't have a place. Yeah. And that that is a big part of it. I I'm not a fan of finding things. Yeah. I'm not a fan of going and looking for things. I just like to know where things are at so I can move smoothly. So that is definitely um one of the objectives. But it can also, like anything, there's a yeah. blessing and a curse yeah. to everything. Nothing is just one way, right? It can be taken too yeah. far. It can yeah. be taken too far, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, hey, it's okay, you know, if that water glass is left out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have yeah. to move that right now. Yeah. Like, you need to be somewhere. It's like just sitting with the water glass and being like, I guess this is fine. I guess exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm okay with that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a big a big one too is trying to get out of the house for me. Mm. It's like it takes a lot that's to get That's a big one for uh-huh. me too. It's like shit cuz I got to get I got to get my mind body soul, right? You know, got to get these little jeebas walked, you know. Yeah. That's what I call my dogs. <laughs> little jeebas. <laughs> little jeebas. They're being real sweet right now. Real sweet, just chilling. You know, and so I got to get you know, and I got to meditate and I got, you know, all, and it's like, I notice I start to feel like I become prisoner to my practice sometimes, you know, these things that are supposed to be in place to help me feel connected and grounded. And like, I got it. They also kind of start to, um, overtake me, which they is must become you. Yeah. And it, it's kind of how the, the Virgo energy is. The Virgo sun is, um, very oriented in that way to be very organized and, um, yeah, and then I got to have my whole space set before I can, like, leave for the day because I don't want to come home and, like, have to, like, 
do stuff, but I still do stuff because I'm just like a real busy person anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so that it doesn't have, it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I, I feel like I, I just need to leave the house because home for me is like a place of rest. Yeah. And like, I don't just need to rest all day. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like I got to go navigate the world so I can come back with like some nuggets. Yeah. Because that's kind of what I'm up to. Yeah. Some nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Trying to mine for people nuggets, like wisdom and. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I love that. (laughs) I'm up to that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love learning about people. Yeah. People are fascinating. I know. I know. And I don't get old like hearing people's stories or all my clients like just last just yesterday my client's like oh my gosh I just told you my whole life story and I just dumped all this stuff on you I'm sorry I'm like hey thank you yeah you know and you're welcome and like that's what I'm that's what I'm doing like that's what I was brought here for I'm clear about that so yeah it's all good over here yeah for sure that's what I noticed this weekend we were in Arkansas uh, which is a beautiful place, Hidden yeah. Gym, if yeah. you've never been there. I want to. Everybody keeps telling me, tell it's me where to go because... Just, I, I really like the... The Ozark Mountains are beautiful. Okay. But right around Jasper, uh-huh. um, honestly, you just really can't go wrong. Do you have a tent I could borrow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get, like, stuck on the logistics. I don't yeah. have a tent. Yeah. I, I don't want to buy one. I have all the stuff. Yeah, okay. You can borrow my stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but I noticed that, like... What, what was happening is people were sharing, like, their experience, but it, there wasn't, like, there wasn't as much judgment or anything about the experience. Like, my friend was sharing about his experience, like, uh, like training for, like, uh, sapper training. Sapper? Yeah, it's, like, uh, I think it's, like, it's a lot of logistics. It's like you're very at one with your environment and you're like aware of what's there mm-hmm. and what belongs there. Mm-hmm. So you can be aware of what doesn't belong there so you can uh-huh. like keep people safe. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And he was sharing about the experience of like going through the trials and like the hardships of it, but it was like there was a lightness to it. Uh-huh. He was kind of like, there wasn't any resentment about it. It was just like he was sharing something about himself that he was proud of. Very cool. Yeah. I'd never heard of Saffer? Sapper. Sapper. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's to look for like, I think a lot of it is to like look for booby traps or like, I could be totally wrong, but it seems like just somebody who's at one of their environment to like keep people in that environment safe. Cool. Which was like really freaking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He literally said part of their training was to just sit in nature for like, a whole day and just pay attention <laughs> yes please yeah <laughs> okay and he was like and it was awesome yeah <laughs> i was like yeah i bet yeah right he said he said oh he was talking about the sun he said he could literally feel the moonlight the moonlight had a heat wow. to it that he could feel beautiful and he never experienced that until he did that he was like i didn't know the moonlight had heat to it wow and he could like literally sit there and feel the heat of the moonlight and just like feel it changing let's be bathed by it yeah it's pretty cool that is really cool but there's kyle's landing is a great place to go kyle's landing okay yeah it's like this beautiful 
lagoon uh-huh. with like this rock you can climb out of the water like crystal clear water streams running through it like the river's running straight through it the buffalo wow. river oh. you could just sit on the top of that um like cliff above the water and just like wow yeah it's like everything else that's falls away yeah those are the vaca- kind of vacations or trips I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like where we can, what cool nature places can we go check out? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it for me. And that's what I'm like, that's what I'm learning about myself. Like it's very apparent to me now how important nature is and like how I'm called to like slowly like pull people into it. Yeah. But like gingerly. So like starting where it's comfortable, like yeah. there's plenty of nature here. Right. But just like making people aware of just like the little bits. Yeah. And then just slowly pulling them like into it all. Yeah. I love that you take people on hikes. I really haven't. You haven't yeah, yet? That's just like something that I'm gonna I love the doing. idea though. I mean yeah. because well I love to hike. It's such a sacred exercise, you know, yeah. and practice. And you can really connect with people on a hike, you yeah. know? And I I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't, one, haven't been exposed to it. Two, like, have trepidation about it, like, going by themselves. Yeah, um, it's scary. Yeah, it can be scary. Like, I don't Especially know the path. Especially if you're, like, as a woman. Yeah. Like, I see that a lot with the resistance. Yeah. It's like they don't feel safe. Right. Especially, and I had a girlfriend who got me into hiking, and I'm so glad she was there because she'd had experience with trails and um, we were out at Swope and it's it's not as well, like the signage out there is not great, Yeah. you know? And so I didn't feel like confident um, and we actually got lost one time, but she was really good at helping like navigate and mm-hmm. get us back on course and um, now I feel more comfortable because we went numerous times. Yeah. But... It's powerful being in those trees, and, and I'm an advocate of, even if, even if you can just walk in town, okay, great. Like the Nelson. The Nelson, yeah. We have Holy so many shit. places. I mean, Loose Park. Yeah. We have a lot of really great. Loose Park is incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. What yeah. in the world? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. What in yeah. the world? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Every yeah. time I go there, it's like, it's just. Yeah. It's awesome. And I, the trees here, I mean, we're really blessed. Kansas City, we get a lot of green therapy. And that's another thing with um, the chakras. You know, I've really gotten to color therapy and how, like, color really gives us a lot of therapy and more, it's more therapeutic than most of us realize. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, if you think about how um, dim you can feel in the in the winter, I'm one that, I can get seasonal depression very easily oh, and just the grayness like yeah. over the years I've really gotten how much color helps me feel better yes. you know and going out in Kansas City even in town it's just like there's just green everywhere yeah just trees everywhere and I'm just like I'm just like thanking the trees like thank yeah. you thank you for being here like yeah. you're such a blessing like you're helping us yeah yeah I think that's a big thing too is like like in seasons like realizing what you need in different seasons. Yeah, that's a big part of um, the Guatemala Magic Retreat that Lauren and I created. It's in January for a reason. Yes. <laughs> we got to get out of here. I, I have yeah. to get out of here in the winter. And I know other people do too. They feel the same way. Yeah, I've, same with me. It's like 
I'm planning a trip to Thailand in December. Uh-huh. And then um, I, I feel called to, like, still, like, help people experience nature in the yeah. winter. And, like... Yeah. Potentially climbing if people are up for it because bouldering uh-huh. is very... Is very uh, once you can learn to enjoy it, because it's cold, uh-huh. the rock's cold. Uh-huh. Friction's amazing, though, because mm-hmm. you stick to everything. Uh-huh. But you have to, like, warming up is literally that. Mm. Like, your mm-hmm. climbing warm-up is literally you warming your body uh, so you're uh-huh. not cold. Uh-huh, yeah. And that, that process is, like, very uncomfortable at first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you're going to get me to do that. I'll go on a hike with okay, you yeah. in, the, like, the nice weather, but... Winter hikes are awesome, too. But it's, like, it's the container's important, too. Yeah. And I feel called, like, with hiking to slowly help people, like, transition into, like, more epic scale. Uh-huh. Like, going to, like, Colorado and, like... Yeah. Maybe hiking a 14er or something like that. Wow. It's, like... We'll start, you know, at the Nelson or at Loose Park yeah. and then kind of slowly work our way towards that. Because I think it helps to have, like, with climbing, too, it's, like, it, it helps to have those, like, lofty goals. Yeah. That just, like, keep you humble. Yeah. Definitely. My partner and I got into, I was never, I would never go outside and walk in the winter before. But two winters ago... He got me out there. I have any accountability, buddy. I probably wouldn't have done it on my own. But he was like, we just got to dress for it. Just dress appropriately. And I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and it made a huge difference still getting out in the winter. Yeah. So we would still go out most days and, and walk. That's important. It's yeah. like my dog doesn't give a shit if it's snowing. Uh-huh. He still wants to be outside. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course they do. He's like... Bro, this snow is so fun. Yeah. He's like, are you seeing this? Yeah. And it's like, I've seen snow before, Jack. But it's like, <laughs> if I like pay attention, it's like, yeah, this is, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. This is enjoyable. So yeah, dogs are a good reminder of that. Yeah. yeah. The playful. Yeah. The playful side of it. Right. Um, so just, I know we're kind of getting close. Yeah. What's uh, just some stuff that like feels important to you to share with people um, either about yourself or just like mm-hmm. just stuff that's been coming up lately yeah um let me just check in for a second yeah mm-hmm. what I'm first hearing to, sh- to say to people is to reach out you know for the longest time, I would I would hide like a lot. You know, I would hide in the depression. I would hide in the sadness, the eating disorder, the despair. And um, the longer I hid, the longer I was stuck. You know, and so I really encourage people to to reach out, whether that to be like to a friend or a healer. You know, and it's just like. If you feel called to see me, great. If not, that's totally cool, too. Like, I'm totally in divine alignment of who comes through and who doesn't, you know? Yeah, if it doesn't feel right. Yeah, you yeah. know? And I've got a, I've also got a ton of amazing healer friends I can recommend, you know, to people. Um, but there's, there's no reason 
for for someone to stay stuck there's just no reason like get your get yourself out of it move your energy just anything to move the energy you know get outside take a bath go you know for a walk drink some water just like little things go a long ways you know and often we think we have to make these huge transformations and and those come along every once in a while but what's more realistic is um little progress every day like little progress every day yeah and, steps and that's and that's really how i've created my business and um how i can um easily and gratefully say um i've made it into a success is one i'm in alignment like i'm in direct alignment with it so if you can get into alignment with your heart you know you're going to be a success because i have people ask me like how did you make your business work and how do you, how do you how'd you make it make money and how are you such a success and and not that i'm like the biggest success in the world but it's working it's working because i'm in direct alignment with my heart's calling my soul's purpose and to break that down a little bit because people kind of get junked up around that well i don't know what my heart wants me to do and i don't know what my soul's purpose is because that can sound so grandiose yeah legit your soul's purpose could be driving a school bus for kids it doesn't have to be anything huge right yeah. it can be something like in and like legit being a mother being a dad that can be your soul's purpose and that can be one of the biggest most transformational jobs you have in your life so first and foremost don't downplay your soul's purpose and like your heart's like the alignment of your heart because a lot of people i think have found it they just they downplay it or they deny it or they say that can't be it or that's not big enough i think they compare some too they compare it um and so when so follow what feels good how do you, how do you know what's in alignment with your heart and your soul's pur- purpose? Follow what feels good. Does this feel good or does this not feel good? Doesn't feel good. Not it. Cool. Yeah. Pretty pretty easy, right? Easy in a way, hard to detect sometimes cuz we'll fight ourselves. Oh yeah. So if, you know, if you're wanting to know more about why you came here and um what your heart wants, you know? follow what feels good ask source to help you because when we ask god god answers immediately not once we've done something good not once we've um helped someone or done the thing or it doesn't work like that that's like old paradigm thinking like we've got to do so many good deeds to like get served by god and get our miracles no miracles are available in every moment of the day it's whether we're paying attention or not and we ask source and source listens. I feel like the miracle is the presence of it. Mm-hmm. The presence of the moment. Yeah. And it's just trusting that like, okay, when I ask source for an answer, or when I ask for healing, it happens. And don't block it with your disbelief. You know, disbelief blocks the energy flow. So. Don't make it weird, let it be beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah. And let yourself, you know, receive healing, you know? Like a lot of times we say, oh, I don't need it, or I'm not worthy of it, or there's other people that need it more out there than me. 
you denying your own healing for someone else that needs healing is, is not helping them or the world. Mm. You know, we are better people when we heal ourselves, you know, and, and that's an ongoing process, right? So the better I, you know, the, the more I heal myself and by heal, I just mean like come into alignment, release the negativity, um, release what's not mine, come back, return to love. You know, this constant road from fear to love, fear to love. And the more I pave the way to love, I heal my heart and then I share that with others. Because human beings are designed to help each other. Mm-hmm. Like we, we love to love each other and help each other naturally. If we're not wanting to do that, we're hurting. So recognize, you know, if you're hurting, seek support. If you're not wanting to connect, that's maybe what you need to do. Yeah, it's what you need to do. I feel that. And if you have, you know, limited resources, there's numerous ways you can receive free healing Mm -hmm. from the sun, from the trees, from the listening of a friend, from a pet, you know. Water. Yeah, water. cold water. Yeah, blessing your water, blessing your food. It's all these, like, little ways you can bring the sacred into your everyday life. You think that feels like the new access to the sacred gratitude gratitude yeah 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 and a a big a big player for me is compassion compassion is something like i just i lead with yeah really try to lead my life with because we all need more compassion life can be really hard and difficult and we never know what someone else is going through and everyone's experience is valid. Yeah. You know, like... That's an important bit of it, yeah. Yeah, like, there's a wide range of trauma, I like to say. But the thing is, we all experience trauma. Every single person. And some is very severe trauma, and some is, is smaller, less severe trauma. But still trauma. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, and you can't. And... Like, each person can't tell it. Like, for them, it's... It's their 100%. world. Yeah. yeah. It's their world. It's what, they're, it's what they're dealing with. So, everybody that comes through here into my door, it's like holding them with the gloves of compassion, um, giving people the benefit of the doubt. You know, and notice, like, there's, like, two parts to this next thing I'm going to say. It's like, okay, people will come in and it's like, why, why am I attracting this? You know, why is this particular thing happening to me? It's like, well, there's a match, right? There's a match energetically to you and this thing that you don't want. And when we can move from cursing the thing to how am I, how am I a match for this? What am I thinking, saying, doing, or believing about myself or about the world that's not true to create this connection? Which puts us back in our power and then we're out of the victim place, right? Because we lose our power in our victim state. And it's okay to be, we need to, there's a natural process of working through the victim state. You know, there's a time and a place of it. But there's also a discernment of knowing when to get out of it. It's like, okay, I've been in the victim for a little bit now. I've been able to wallow a little bit. That's fine. 
being some sad and having a little pity party on myself, that's okay. That's normal human experience. Now, what, what had me call this in? Because if we're not willing to look at that, the pattern repeats and the pattern repeats. Mm-hmm. And it might, it might look like something different, you know? Um, so at first, maybe it made me lose my relationship. And now, you know, and, and now I'm lost my job. But there's a pattern here. And what has that, um, what in me has that attract in? And then, um, like, what's the lesson, you know? What's the lesson? Yeah. I think that's an important bit, very important to me, is what's the lesson. Yeah. How, what is, what is Source trying to teach me through this? Yeah. And our core, you know, our core wounding, those those lessons often go through an entire lifetime. You know, there's going to be a couple core wounds, one to three usually, they keep informing us throughout our entire life. And so we might as well make friends. Yeah, hang out with them, learn from them. Yeah, because we just keep cursing and why is this happening to me? And So maybe, like, why is this happening to me? More of a yeah, curious. Yeah, more of a curious. Yeah. Okay, okay, spirit, what are you trying to show me? Yeah. Okay, I see this. And let me empower myself. What's the gem, the nugget? Yeah. Inside of this. And it's like, how many blessings can I name from um, this curse? You know, I okay, I, it hurt me in this many ways, but I also learned this many things from it. Yeah. And now I'm this much more informed. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. It was super fun. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to follow Lisa, you can go down to the show notes. I've also included uh, the authors and books she talked about down there too. If you want to follow my content, you can also find that below. Thanks. Love you. Bye.